We'll grab this one, the passenger pale ale. Yep. We might um, move on to the next one. The trilogy. Cool, all right, mate, I think we're nearly ready for the next one. Okay, big boy. What are we looking at here? Seven and a half red IPA, <laughs> nice. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of A Beer with a Brewer. Uh, this week we have a special guest, Matt from Moffat Beach. How are you, mate? I'm good. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely, mate. Um, thanks for making the trip down, battling the M1. No, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> That's good. Um, a little bit of a different format today. Um, normally we just try the one beer that we've uh, recently released, um, but Matt's kindly brought down a couple of his um, award-winning beers for us from Moffat Beach. Um, and we're throwing in one of ours too to balance it out. Hopefully it's up to scratch, mate. I'm sure it is, mate. <laughs> um, but, mate, a bit of an, um, creating a bit of a legacy in the beer industry, I guess. Um, for anyone out there that sort of follows what's been happening, Moffat Beach have done pretty well in recent beer awards. Yeah, we've had a, um, we've had a pretty good run. Um, but, yeah, look. Try not to get too far ahead of ourselves. No, um, of course. You still got to sell the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, look, we're, we're pretty proud of what we've achieved in, <coughs> in, a, in a fairly short time. Um, and it's been a lot of fun as well. Absolutely. I was up at the brewery yesterday. At, oh, it's in, just out of Caloundra, isn't that the new one? Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you have a look on the bar there, there's just um, a bench just full of trophies. Reminds me a bit of my high school days playing footy. <laughs> 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 no, no, we've obviously done pretty well, mate. So, um, firstly, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background? Um, you're not originally a Queenslander, are you? No. Um, um, I grew up in a little town called Gunnedah, um, which is probably most famous. As, it's the town that Miranda Kerr's from. I went to boarding school in Sydney, um, left school, um, joined the army, um, had a great time um, yeah, in the, in the military, um, I was in the infantry, uh, got out, um, and then um, somehow I jagged a job in um, finance on the stock market, which yep. is where I met my wife. Um, yeah, we got married, got a couple <coughs> of kids, um, and then I got made redundant from that role. And Shaz just did not want to live in, in Sydney anymore. Um, so um, she, yeah, she found this little place on the on the beach at Moffat Beach, um, little cafe that was for sale. So we somehow stupidly we decided to um, open up a um, a hospitality business. And I've always loved beer, and that sort of became our our, our niche that we were going to um, to focus on. And um, yeah, we started off, we, we had a little kegerator system with a, with a keg of four pines on and yep. it just went off. So then we got another kegerator and we couldn't keep up with that. So then we put in a tap system and we started off with, um, I think we had uh, four pines Kolsch and four pines pale ale on. Pretty good Stone beers and, back in the day. Yeah, I love yeah. them. Um, Stone and Wood Pacific Ale, we had Murray's Whale Ale, um, and then we had Mubrut Pilsner and Holgate Mount Macedon Pale Ale. Yeah, what are we looking at? Probably 10 years ago, all those beers that were was sort of 2013. coming under the scene. Yeah. yeah, 2012 was when we opened up the cafe, 2013 was when we started putting the beers in. Um, and yeah, I just started brewing at home, really, just one 
because I was always interested in it, but two, just to educate myself on um, what it was that we were selling. Yep. And then it pretty much just overtook the whole garage. Um, it turned into an obsession pretty quickly. Um, and then we, we had this little bit of a dead spot up the back of the cafe um, where no one ever sat. Because um, if, you, if you ever go down there, um, it's in a pretty good spot. It overlooks the ocean. Um, so everyone wants to sit out in front and have a beer looking out the ocean. They don't want to be jammed up the back. So, um, yeah, Shaz just, um, she was probably more of a driver of it than what I was. She just said the, um, the beers at home are tasting pretty good, if not, you know, as good as the stuff we're buying in. Maybe we look at putting in a little, um, a little system and, and putting in that back area. So, which is, which is what we did. Um, and yeah, we just begged, borrowed and sold. We, we really didn't have any aspirations of doing anything other than just selling the beers over our bar. Yep. Um, but yeah, it took me a while to dial it in. Like the beers were pretty average for at least the first six months. Um, and then we entered beers in awards really for the feedback. Yeah. Um, yep. Because it wasn't my mates saying, oh yeah, no, that's awesome. It was actually unfiltered feedback that you're getting from the judges and yeah I, I just use that to improve the beers um and then it's really just sort of grown from there yeah it's done pretty well just sitting here, we better crack open one of these awesome beers um in tasting order we've probably got the pale ale yeah um then maybe the west coast ipa yeah and then the red ipa i think that's probably sounds wise. about right yeah all right and then at the end we'll try our pilsner so We'll grab this one, the passenger pale ale. Yep. You can tell us a little bit about the beer, mate. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, cheers, yes. mate. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. So yeah, the passenger, um, this is actually an original um, homebrew beer that I've designed in the garage at home. Um, I actually went back and had a look at the original recipe and it's nothing like what it is now. Yeah, but, that often um, happens. Yeah, they it's evolve just, a little it's just bit. evolved over time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one, it's, um, it's pr nothing too outrageous. We've just got um, uh, Simcoe, Citra and Galaxy are the, the three hops in this one. Yep. Um, we use um, some Pilsner malt um, with some ale malt, uh, just a touch of crystal, um, and then there's a there's a good lashing of wheat in there as well. Um, this is what I sort of like to drink when I knock off work. Um, it's 5.2 percent. It's just you know it's got plenty going on, but it's not too in your face. Um, and I can I can easily sort of smash sort of six of these. <laughs> not be too unhappy so by the beach um, yeah it's very uh, very tasty nice as you say a good drinking beer yeah yeah a, um you know sweaty days work in the brewery absolutely um and then you know i i, I like having <coughs> these by the pool at home or, yeah absolutely or walking the dog on the beach as well so um but we've got another beer our summer ale which is um probably one of our sort of most awarded beers as well that's probably a little bit lighter in um yep. in body um, it's still got an elevated hot profile, but yeah, this has just got a little bit more meat on it, which um, which I'm sort of liking in the cooler months anyway. Yeah, I think I tried the summer ale yesterday. It was tasting pretty good as well. One you um, 
sort of famous for, the Moth Summer Ale? Yeah, um, I should have brought a can of that down actually, but I didn't think to. Um, yeah, that beer, we, we sort of designed that for the Queensland climate. Um, just, you know, light, easy drinking, but smashable, but yeah. it does have an elevated hop profile. Yeah. As most of the beers do, mate, obviously like the hops. Yeah, hops is um, definitely, um, I'm, an, I'm an unabashed hop head, that's what I like. They, I'll drink anything, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy having a, um, a schooner 4X Heavy as, to a stout, to a, a wit beer. Yep. Um, you know, I don't just have to drink hoppy beers, but, um, you know, if that's what's in front of me, I'm, if I've got a choice, that's definitely what I'll go for. So I think it was before I knew, I think I've known you now reasonably well for a couple of years. Um, obviously running into each other at various beer events, yep. beer awards, uh, gabs, things like that. Um, but I was up at Moffat Beach a few years ago with my wife and we come and had an afternoon beer after being at the beach. Yep. I'm like, oh, this is a pretty awesome spot. But I remember seeing the brewery tucked in the back corner and thinking, geez, yep. that'd be um, tight working on that little system. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and especially pretty much, we should have put a bigger system in there um, and, a, and a slightly bigger system would have fit in there, but um, we had no idea what we were doing. So, yeah, what um, size is it? It's a 300 litre system, yeah, so. um, but we, we stretch it out. We can get about 350 litres of wort out of it. Um, yeah. And that's really pushing it. Um, you know, often we have had, you know, ferments sort of boiling over, <laughs> boiling <laughs> bubbling over. over. Bubbling over. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but, and almost from the start, even when I wasn't happy with the beers, we were selling out of it as quickly as we could, were making it. Yeah. So we always had to buy beer in from other breweries, yep. which we love doing. Um, but, you know, at Christmas time, it, it would often be a struggle. There was one time there where we had only one of our beers on tap and we got eight taps there. Um, and it was a stout, and people were sort of getting a bit because yeah. <laughs> there's only one of our beers on. Um, so, yeah, we, we did outgrow it pretty quickly. Really, really quickly. Yeah. We put in some bigger tanks, which took a bit of pressure off. Um, but even like I'd often be working in there on a Saturday or a Sunday mm. to just get, you know, beer turning over as quickly as I could. Um, and it was a bit of a mission. You got people had to walk through there to go to the toilet. Um, yeah, yeah. Getting the grain out, you know, we're putting it into plastic bunnings, tubs and dragging it down the back steps. Um, yeah, so with the new brewery, everything that annoyed me with the little one, I've tried to <laughs> get eliminate it. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, um, you're, you're never gonna get it perfect, but um, we're, we're pretty happy with the new digs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, that, that, <coughs> that little brewery, um, it, it served us well. We we brewed some really good beers on it, um, and we still brew on it. Like we we brewed on it, I think three or four times um, last week. Yep. Um, it's pretty much our pilot kit now. Yeah. As well. But um, for some other beers that are really expensive to make, um, you know, we'll do some super limited release stuff like that. We just got a batch of our double IPA in there. Um, we got a super hazy thing in there at the moment as yep. well um and we've got a japanese mushroom lager yeah right in there at the <laughs> That'd be well. so yeah, yeah we'll see how that turns out yeah <laughs> mushroom lager yeah 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 cool 
Um, I'm about to finish that one, mate. We might um, move on to the next one. The Trilogy. So this, I think this is um, another one that's been done pretty well in the Beer Awards, taken out Champion IPA recently, the ABA. Yeah, this is, um, this is probably my favourite beer that we make. Yep. Um, Trilogy, it's got three different hops in it, which is pretty obvious. We call it a Best Coast IPA instead of a West Coast. We, we live on the East Coast, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> we just, I don't know. I just thought it was silly calling it a West Coast when we don't live on the West Coast. Um, and Best wines rhymes with West. Um, yeah, so this is um, Galaxy Mosaic and um, Strata in this one. Yeah, it's pretty good hops. Um, pretty dank. Um, yeah, just um, just mainly ale malt, a little bit of um, tiny touch of some crystal and a um, little bit of little bit of toffee malt. Um, but yeah, look, this beer is. Um, pretty dangerous it, it's 6.8 percent mm. um but yeah you know you're having one as well it's quite dank and resiny and, and all the rest of it but we're super happy with this it's um smells in the, great in the one calendar year it, it picked up um champion ipa uh, the um queensland awards the indies and um and just recently um traditional ipa at the aibas that's not a bad haul <laughs> I would never have imagined that I'd yeah. ever pull off anything like that. So yeah, pretty like super stoked with that. It's um, got it's gotten to the point where we go to the awards and we're just waiting for you and Shaz up on stage to go and collect all your trophies. Yeah, <laughs> probably a little bit humbling, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, I suppose we're, we're, what we're proud of is the fact that I, I don't have any, um, you know any other commercial experience except brewing in for myself yeah so, that's pretty um, awesome but you know we don't we don't do it just for the awards you still got to sell it no absolutely um you know we we love going to those things and and you know having a few beers and, and having a good time and catching up with everyone um you know it's always nice to have your ego stroked a little bit i suppose yeah. but, um, <laughs> You know, I, I'm actually, I look forward to BrewCon each year more than yeah, anything. Yeah, I think we were really talking been, about that yesterday. I've it's, really been missing that. Yeah, um, good to see everyone in the industry. One, good to see everyone. And two, you know, I, I enjoy those, the lectures and stuff. They they used to get people from overseas out to mm. talk and things like that. So, yep. um, and there was always that little trade show there. So I was pretty disappointed that it wasn't on this year, but um, totally understand that um it's a bit of a it's shame because it's going to be up the Sunshine Coast, not it far was, from where It you was are. the last year, I think it was going to be on the Sunshine Coast, yeah. but um, you know the the dreaded the dreaded COVID sort of reared its head again, and then I think the um, it was going to be at Twin Waters there, and I think mm. the NRL sort of commandeered the whole yeah, that's right. facility. <laughs> yeah, so, they got um, a bit more. Uh, but anyway, it's, um, yeah, it would have been awesome to have it in our backyard. Um, I think the next one's on the Goldie. I think it is, yeah. Which will um, be, that'll be fun. Yeah. I think next year, it's a bit of a shame it's not on this year. As you say, it's always awesome to go down, catch up with everyone. Um, normally in a different city each year. Yeah, and so, it's good to go to a different city each year. Um, 
I reckon Hobart would be fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I have to lobby the IBA yeah. and see if we can get that one over the line. <laughs> yeah, cool. Tasting pretty good, mate. Yeah, no, um, I'm not sure how fresh this is. It would be pretty fresh, I would imagine. But, um, yeah, no, I'm super happy with this beer. So up at your brewery yesterday, I was checking out your um, canning machine. It's the same as the one we have. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm sure you've encountered some of the same challenges we have in um, packaging the beer. Yeah. Um, that's something not new to your brewery. Um, it was new to us doing it ourselves. Yeah, look, we, um, we really haven't put a lot of our uh, beer into package traditionally. Yeah. Um, you know, with it being sold over the... Our, oh, just wouldn't have bar. the volume either. Just didn't have yeah. the volume. We did, um, we did do a bit of um, gypsy brewing down at Seven Mile down in Ballina, um, which which I loved going down there and, um, and and brewing down there. And we that was when we first put our beer into cans. Yep. But um, you know, I didn't really do any of the packaging. I was helping, um, you know, packing off and stuff like that. Um, and you're always conscious when you go into someone else's brewery to, you know let them do things their, yeah. their, their way. So, um, you know, um, I, I was happy to just sort of look and, and pick the cans off and, and put them away. So that was sort of the only experience I had. We did get um, some contract um, canners coming in there for, for a little yep. bit, um, which which was great. Um, they got our, got our beer out there. But, um, yeah, when we commissioned the... Um, the canning line, it definitely wasn't without its frustration. Um, one, it's new to me. I mm. didn't really know how to do it. Um, two, um, yeah, that was probably the main thing. We, I think we overcarbonated a couple of beers, which didn't help either. No. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the first one that we did, I was quite philosophical about it. I knew it was going to be a day. Yep. Um, but yeah, Shaz came in the back door basically where we were canning and there was all over the floor <laughs> and, I could, and, I, <laughs> and I could just see her jaw just drop and I just said just turn around and go don't come in here today and to her credit she did yeah um and but yeah look we've slightly gotten better at it um now we can we can do a run no dramas we have yep. minimal um minimal wastage it's just one of those things that you've you learn and there's there's nothing like um, seeing dollar coins go down the drain to oh. make you learn something really quickly. So uh, uh, The leaders of beer we would have put down the drain in the first six months, it's crushed cans all over the place. Yeah. Exactly the same sort of stuff you would have been going through. So yeah. it's quite challenging and um, at times frustrating. Yeah. But I guess when you sort of semi-work it out, it becomes pretty rewarding to be able to do it all yourself. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, even though it is something that is quite monotonous it is um, yeah and, but it does look pretty cool and yeah. when it's humming it is um it is quite pleasing even mm. though it is you know something that is quite repetitive you know just watching it it's go over and over almost and over like again. a art form in itself canning i think yeah it's, <laughs> it's got to be in the it's right up. sort of zone to get it all happening yeah that was i was exactly the same i'd never run a canning line myself always yeah, had contract right. canners um and yeah having the same machine Plenty of challenges, but yes, after a year or so doing it, it all sort of um, mostly comes good. Yeah, and look, that little machine, it's definitely not perfect, but yeah. it, um, 
does the job. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're pretty happy with it. Um, we did have some issues with lids not going on, but we ended up working out that it actually wasn't the machine's fault. It was our air compressor was slowly dying. Yeah. It just wasn't getting <laughs> enough air. So, yeah. um, and it took me about six months to work that out. Yeah. Compared to making the beer, it's actually it's almost like a whole different skill set, isn't it? Canning it. Absolutely. You know, and there's, and I suppose that's why you have, you know, a lot of breweries where they have different, you know, they have their brewing team and their packaging team. Mm. Um, but with us being a, a fairly small operation, yep. like we've got to have that crossover. So, yeah. Um, and I actually think it's healthy. Like, that's one of the things when I was in the army, um, you know, in, in our patrol, everyone could do each other's job. Yeah. And I think it's healthy to have that in your business. No, that everyone can do every other, every other person's job in the production sort of area. Yeah. Not just reliance on the one person. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right, mate. I think we're nearly ready for the next one. Okay, big boy. What are we looking at here? Seven and a half red IPA. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like them big. Yeah. Um, almost got divorced over this one because <laughs> I just did it. I didn't really uh, ask so for forgiveness. <laughs> um, and at the time, we put in some new tanks, and um, where the tanks went Beautiful was color. where the um, was where the grain mill was. So we we didn't actually have an auger when we. Um, when we milled this. So yep. we were actually milling into bags and it was just horrendous. Yeah. We were just covered in malt, malt dust. dust. And um, yeah, I really sh should have waited until the auger was fixed before doing this, but sometimes I get excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, this is a pretty big beer. Um, it's got, um, you know, for me, there's a bit of candied orange and dried mango and, you know, um, more of that resin. Um, mm. It's almost got like a burnt toffee thing going on as well. Um, Some nice sort of red malts in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, and I, and I love the specialty malts out of Gladfield. We've, um, you know, we've used plenty of those in there. So, um, with um, yeah, there's some Redback and Aurora and Shepherd's Delight. I think Gladfield, we use got predominantly Gladfield malt here. They're, where they really, I reckon, are ahead of the curve is with those sort of red um, red yeah. malts, toffee malts. Um, they do, I think they first developed Shepherd's Delight for little creatures. Yeah, They were right. making a beer like this that they used a lot of Shepherd's Delight in, um, which is sort of the more crystally one for, yep. I don't know if that's a technical word, crystally. Um, I think it's about 300 EBC, which is reasonably dark. Yep. And then it scales back. They have Aurora and Redback. Yep. Um, toffee malt, which is another sort of crystal malt, um, which you were talking about before. And then they have a range of crystals. So that sort of spectrum of malt. So doing an awesome job. We've got pretty much all of them in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and just different layers. Like we just tried to layer it yep. with the malts, but... Um, <clears throat> Tell you what, we're throwing a heap of hops in this as well. Yeah, I can taste it. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, good. Some um, Amarillo and um, uh, Galaxy and Citra. And, yep. Um, but this one will send me to sleep though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, might, we might have to all go and have a sleep on the malt, mate. Lunchtime nap. 
Yeah, awesome. So while we're sitting here having a beer, um, we can hear over the side here, the whole reason we're sort of doing this, um, we've been talking about it for a little while, but thrown together a collab. So yep. the plan was to brew one beer at each brewery. Yep. Um, we caught up a couple of months ago and sort of chatted about what we're gonna do. Um, normally when you do a collab, IBA, IPA comes out as the beer to make. Yeah. Um, I guess that appeals to the, the beer crew and also so you like IPA, so do I. Yep. So why not? Um, but yesterday I was up at your brewery and we made a West Coast IPA. We did. Probably similar to the trilogy, I guess, in terms of style. Yep. A couple of different hops in it. Um, and then the boys are on the brewery now um, making an East Coast or Hazy IPA. Yep. So I guess the theory was to make Use the same ingredients, definitely the same hops. We had to tweak definitely the, the, same hops. the malt no, the, a little bit. The grain bill is pretty much the same. There's just a few little, um, a few little differences. Yeah, like, well, I guess I you still threw oats into ours. Yeah, for a bit of mouthfeel. Just for a bit of mouthfeel, um, but you know, obviously with the hazy, you've had to just make a few tweaks there to to get those sort of um, to get that hazy in there, mm. I suppose. So. All I really did was um, take out a chunk of pale malt or yep. ale malt and replace it with chit, which yep. is high protein malt, um, and still got the oats in there to sort of get that haze in the beer. Um, we'll dry hop it during the fermentation to get a bit of that biotransformation, throw that sort of haze and also those um, sort of real fruity flavours with those beers. Sounds delicious. So it's going to be cool. We're doing an event at Brewski um, when the beers are ready. It'd be yep. cool to... Um, be able to try them and see how they've come out. I'm super excited about mm. it. Pretty cool little project, I reckon. Oh, that's tasting good, mate. Lucky I've got a driver the Sarvo. I think you're off to the Ecker, aren't you, the Sarvo? I with am, the family. Yes. Yeah, with the family. Doing the family thing. Yep, and then, um, yeah, we're staying down tonight, so. Beautiful. A good thing I've found to do at the Ecker or those sort of shows is after you've had a few beers, go on the zipper. Yeah, righto. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't do that. <laughs> a few years ago when I was living in Sydney, um, Emma and I had been out, I think it was Thursday before Easter, they have the Easter show down there. Yep, I and know we, it well. We had free tickets to go to the show, so we went all the way out to Homebush where it is. Yep. We're like, oh yeah, let's go on the zipper. <laughs> Worst idea ever. <laughs> Hung over. <laughs> I had a pocket full of coins. I don't know why, but all of a sudden they ended up in the cage with us, <laughs> clinging around, hitting us in the head. <laughs> I just ended up closing my eyes, just wishing for it to stop. I'm like, this is a disaster. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, since then I haven't done anything like that. Fair enough. But yeah, if you get a chance, try it. <laughs> I might give it a bit. I might, <laughs> I might just hang out with that Kovigar at Craft Beer Alley. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I haven't really sold it to you.